Welcome to the Go Find Out podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome to the very first episode of Go Find Out, episode one. On today's show, I'll be interviewing Christy Wilcox about her experience taking a job in Italy as a civilian government employee with the Navy. We discuss how she made the decision to move overseas and what that process was like for her and her husband. Today's show is sponsored by my book, Cut the Bullshit, Land the Job, a guide to resume writing, interviewing, networking, LinkedIn, salary negotiation, and more. You can find it available on Amazon in both ebook and print formats with audio coming soon. Links for that are in the show notes. So this podcast has taken me quite some time to actually build up the courage to create. Um, First off, I hate the sound of my own voice, but I think that everybody does, so I just have to get over that. Secondly, I didn't know if anyone would actually end up listening. And then I realized that even if nobody listens, creating the show would give me the opportunity to talk to some badass women, so why not just do it? I first heard the phrase, go find out, during an improv session, and it just really stuck with me. It summed up the idea of pushing past fears of failure or fear of success and just taking that first step toward the thing that you want. Those kind of fears are definitely something that I've struggled with when it came to starting my own coaching and resume writing business or writing books, which, shameless plug, you can find under Jennifer Jelliff Russell or my pen name, JJ Russell. In each episode, I'll be sharing my own Go Find Out moments, as well as interviewing inspiring women about their own Go Find Out moments. This week, my Go Find Out was, honestly, to make this podcast. I've put it off for some time while the excuse that I, with the excuse that I was wrapping up writing a sequel to my Vampire Hunter series, but really, I was just scared to start. I definitely had that fear that no one would listen or people would think it was terrible and that I would just end up making... Um, another project that took me away from writing. I really had to push through those feelings, and the thing that helped me get started was to just do some research and set a deadline to interview somebody. I ended up reading Joanna Penn's Audio for Authors book um, and listened to a ton of her The Creative Pen podcast episodes about the process for starting a podcast. Listening to her talk about some of the same fears I was experiencing helped me to suck it up and just start working on Go Find Out. Hopefully you guys like the show and will enjoy listening to me as I learn the ropes of being a podcast host. I'll be starting out by interviewing the women that I know, but will also be speaking with amazing women I've never met before. So if you know a badass woman who has achieved something awesome or awe-inspiring, point them in my direction. All right, let's get to the interview. Today I'm here with Christy Wilcox. Now, full disclosure, Christy is also my big sister. But she has some really great go-find-out moments. The one we'll focus on today will be her experience living and working in Europe. So welcome to the show, Christy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Obviously, I know you, but my listeners don't. So can you actually tell me just a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, So obviously, big sister. And I uh, worked for the military for several years. I'm a horse owner, cat owner, married, married. Lived in lots of different places all over the U.S. and then also, like I said, in Europe. And now what do you do for your work? So right now I work in outdoor recreation for the Army. And in the past, I've also worked for the Navy in outdoor recreation. And then I have also worked in recreation therapy 
um, and that was mostly at psychiatric facilities for children and adolescents. Nice. So pretty varied background. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So now a, a lot of people say that they, you know, really want to, to live abroad or live in Europe and work in Europe. But now you've actually done this. So can you tell us, um, first of all, where you ended up? Sure. So I ended up in Sicily, Italy, which honestly, when I was going to go there, I had to look it up. I was like, I feel like I know where Sicily is, but I had to go look at the map and make sure. <laughs> if you look at the map, it's you see the boot of Italy and it's the soccer ball. They say that uh, the boot is kicking. So it's the little island at the end at the toe of the boot of Italy. Gotcha. And did you always want to like live abroad? I always did. You know, I really, I think growing up as both of us did as military brats and moving mm -hmm. around all the time, I just, I really wanted to live overseas. And then in college, I did a study abroad in Germany and I loved it. I mean, it was hard, but it was, it was such a good experience. I really wanted to do that again, but full time because I was only there about four months. So I, yeah, it was something I always wanted to do. Actually, that's one of the reasons I started working for the army um, it was because I wanted to go live overseas and I knew that could be a good opportunity to do that. Hmm, okay. So kind of backing up, you didn't just move abroad, move to Italy just for fun. Um, you went for a position, right? And so were you specifically focused just on going to Italy or like, obviously you applied for a job in Italy, but did you apply for jobs in other locations as well? Yes, absolutely. I applied multiple jobs. If you've ever worked for the military or are thinking about working for the military or as a federal employee at all, you really have to put out multiple applications. You have to keep trying because it might not happen the first time. I can't even tell you how many jobs I applied for, probably over 30 in that, you know, maybe two to three years while I was looking and it didn't happen the first time. And honestly, I really wanted to go to Germany. That's where I wanted to go. Because you'd been right there before. Yeah, exactly. And I spoke the language, well, poorly, but, you know, at least I had a basis. <laughs> Enough, right? Yeah. But Italy was kind of completely out of the blue. It was not anything that I'd expected. Um, of course, I put in for it because I was putting in for everything. And it was for the Navy. And I had been working for the Army. So it was a complete change. Yeah. So then, okay, so you apply and you applied for several places um, and then you hear back from Italy or excuse me, from for the job in Italy. So what was that like kind of finding out that you were honestly even first like going to interview for the job? Scary, exciting, uh, but a lot of scariness, uh, a lot of fear. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is really happening. Even just getting the interview, first of all, was very exciting. Um, mm -hmm. And I like to prepare for my interviews. And in this particular case, I didn't have that opportunity uh, because of the time change. And they had been trying to get a hold of me, but I uh, had a little bit of trouble getting a hold of me. They'd spelled my email wrong. So they were like in a huge hurry to do the interview. So when I got the call that I was going to get the interview, they said, could you do the interview in 10 minutes? I mean, oh, wow. oh my God, I wanted to say no, but what do you got to, you have to say yes. So yes, of course I can. <laughs> and then 10 minutes Googling madly, where am I going? What base is this? Oh my gosh, what job, what job is this again? I applied for 30 jobs. Oh my God, I don't know. So I, I did a little bit of research and then I like to have my questions uh, mm -hmm. ahead of time. And I, so I furiously like, oh God, what are my questions going to be? And so I tried to get all that stuff together in those 10 minutes and be ready and be calm, which was tough. So it was very um, stressful, a little bit anxiety. There was a lot of anxiety uh, during that interview, I believe. I believe it. I mean, that's <laughs> only having the 10 minutes of prep. I mean, it's good that they gave you that 10 minutes of prep yeah. and say, let's just do it now. But wow. Yeah. yeah, that would be very stressful. Yes. So you, so you interview, obviously it went well. Um, and then they offer you the job. So what was that like? Like what, how did that go? 
That mean, so exciting. I couldn't believe it. Um, I'm married. So I, I knew at the time that I needed a little bit of time to think about it so I could discuss it with my husband. Because mm-hmm. even when I had done the interview, he was like, okay, it's fine. You interviewed, but that doesn't mean we're taking it. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. And then um, I got offered the position and I, you know, I asked for a few days. I think they gave me like the weekend. I can't remember now, but um so we actually did a road trip up to see his family. And I remember that the whole like six hour car drive was just us talking about, well, what if we did this? But what if we didn't do it? But what if we did take it? But then that would mean this and and all the things that that would, we basically went through our pros and cons list in the car mm-hmm. for six hours with me to convince him that this was a good idea. Because although I like to move and as a military brat, I've moved a lot and I enjoy change. My husband does not. So that's a, <laughs> a little bit difficult to... Um, get him to come around, but it happened. Yeah. It, it, it took a while, but it did happen. So that was good. Okay. So, so you guys, um, kind of talked it over a lot, um, a to lot. figure out if it was going to be the, <laughs> to, to make sure it was going to be the right move for you guys. Right. Like yes. really the right move. Huh. Yes. So did you, did you ever have anybody? So I'm sure you told people, oh my gosh, I'm going to Italy. Right. I'm so excited. Um, but did you ever have anybody who were kind of like naysayers or negative Nancy's when you told them that kind of information that you were going to go? Yeah, I think, and I don't think people necessarily meant to be that way, but there definitely were people who were negative about it and maybe in a caring way, like, but did you think about this? But what about this? But what about these? What about these seven things? I'm like, yep, well, I, I have to work those things out, uh, but right. I will, you know? So yeah, I, I don't, I think the hardest part was when they're telling you all these things to be worried about, I had to just tell myself, I'm already worried about those things. So I'm going to make my list and I'm going to get things together and I will handle whatever those issues are, those 10 things that you just told me to be worried about. And now you add an 11th that I hadn't thought about. I'm like, okay, good. Well, so I just tried to take it and be, okay, thank you for your concern. I appreciate that. I will take it into consideration. And I, and I really did like, oh gosh, you added an extra worry that I didn't have before. Whew, good thing you told me now. So I didn't have to find out when I already moved, you know, so, so I kind of turning it into a positive in a way. Then. Yeah. I, I really did try to make it positive because I really wanted to go and I wanted to make it happen. And it's so easy to say no. And yeah. just really wanted to be able to look back and say, I tried that, even if it didn't work, even if we hated it, even if it was horrible, I wanted to say that I did it. Did you find that once you guys got over there that some of those naysayers were maybe more positive about it then? Yeah, I I, I do think that actually, it's kind of funny because I really think people think it's so glamorous, even now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I'm like, oh yeah, when I lived in Italy and people are like, what? Oh my God, you lived in Italy? I'm like, yes. And it does sound so glamorous and amazing. But when you're living and working there, it's not like a vacation all the time. When I had visited Italy before only on vacation and it's a whole different mindset than when you work every day. You know, I got to drive in the traffic. I got to go to work. I have to, you know, I'm only off on the weekends or whatever. So it was just a different world. But I do think some of those naysayers were like, gosh, it's so amazing. And especially when I came back, some of those same people were like, I wish I would have done that. What a cool thing. I wish I could do what you did. You're so brave. And, you know, things like that. So, you know, maybe they just were scared and imagining themselves in that situation. And then trying to, I think I, I, because I did it, they were like, oh my God, you could do something like that. That's amazing. So yeah, I do think it kind of turned them around a little bit. 
And did any of them ever come over and see you? you Yes, definitely. I had several (laughs) visitors. Yes. Actually, my husband's family, they came for 17 days. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great actually, but there were, let's see, were there nine of them? Yeah, nine of them. And luckily enough, I, I worked on outdoor recreation and information tickets and travel. So my job was to take people on tours all around the island and all, all over actually Europe. So I was able to set up trips and tours just for them. And we went and toured all over. So I I made a, a very big effort to make sure that they were taken care of during those 17 days of having my in-laws and um, his aunts and uncles. <laughs> but it was great, actually. Nice. So you said it wasn't glamorous, but that, that sounds pretty glamorous. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it, it is when you're the one going on the big, so it was glamorous for them because they were visiting on vacation. For me, I was the one who had to set up the truck, set up the this, get the gas, do the map, find, make the time, set up, all, buy all the tickets. You know what I mean? Like I did all yeah. the, the grunt work that, uh, so they didn't have to worry about it. Mm, gotcha. So you handle all the logistics for them. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and all the translating. And yes, correct. Although my Italian, <laughs> when they came, was not so great. Uh, they came in February and we moved there in September. So I, you know, I'd been there a few months, but it, it was pretty abysmal. I mean, I did my best, but I got laughed at like literally every day, probably by Italians, <laughs> how terrible my pronunciation was, how American I was. But, you know, what are you going to do? You've got to keep trying. Yeah. So would you say, um, like when you first got there, obviously you, you didn't really know that much Italian um, and you kind of learned it as you went. Um, what was it like when you, when you very, when you guys very first got there and you were still learning the language, like, did you, did you guys like go out all the time um, so you could learn the language and like immerse yourself in it? Or like, what was that like? I mean, I would say it was very scary at first. And my husband and I have actually talked about this. And then some of the people that we lived with, we were in a hotel uh, with a bunch of other Americans that also were living at or working at the base. And they they put you up in this hotel for the first few months. So we would all kind of talk about this, but it was very scary, especially the first, even the first two to three weeks, I would say I was still very, I'm pretty outgoing typically, but I was very um, withdrawn and, and nervous because like you said, I didn't really speak the language. I had no prior Italian until I got this job and I started listening to literally CDs, language Mm. CDs. This is before podcasts, of course, but I, that's all I had. So when I got there and then I tried, I was so proud of myself. I would like try to say something. And then the first time I got laughed at was probably like the very first day, like in the airport. And I was like, what? I tried so hard. But, (laughs) you know, and I think you just kind of have to get over that. It sucked, but you know, basically my husband was like, if you don't start speaking, you're never going to speak. And I was like, why do you speak? He's like, no, no, you do it. (laughs) It was a little bit, we were both scared. I mean, it was very scary. I remember it was like stupid things. Like you asked if we went out. No, we did not. We stayed in our little hotel. We cooked at home. We spoke with the Americans because it was easy because we could speak English and it was simple and you didn't have to think because even just going out for a sandwich was like a big deal. I remember like the first couple, like the weekend, the first weekend we were there and we're like, oh my God, we have to like go get food. Oh, this is going to be a whole thing. Oh no. And we, I had to like get my phrases together. Like, okay, how do I ask for this? And it was just very nerve wracking. And it was like all the time like that. Eventually I think that level of adrenaline kind of comes down and you just learn to go with it. Um, but yeah, immersing yourself is, is tough. If anybody's going to do that, it is hard, but it is worth it. Mm. 
it's definitely different than than being on vacation there because I, f- I feel like when people vacation um, anywhere they have sort of a plan right in general um, and if they even if they don't have a plan they're kind of like I'm on vacation I'm gonna go do things and so it's very different to live there. I, I would say it's funny because my friend and I, uh, she also worked there on the base, American Girl, and we talked about that all the time, how our friends at home were like, oh my God, it sounds so amazing. You went to Romania for the weekend and and then you just flew out to Malta and we're like, yeah, I mean, and that part of it was pretty amazing. But then on Monday I had to get up and go to work, you know, and I had to work my full shift and I had to be the go-between between you know, the Amer- especially the American military system, which is very specific and, and they have a certain way of doing things and the Italian system, which is not quite as specific <laughs> or as um, strict Militant, yes. yeah, as the military, yeah. you know, the military is like get there 15 minutes early or you're late, you know, and the Italians like, ah, we'll do it tomorrow. Don't worry. Their, their thing is dopa domani ah, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, Definitely not as glamorous as you think, um, mm-hmm. because it's just like working and living here. I mean, your life here is, I guess, as glamorous as you can make it. But then in some ways, yeah, like on my way home, I might stop and get a bottle of wine for two euros and it was good wine, you know, or get a sandwich and say it into Italian or try a Sicilian word, you know. So, I mean, some of that stuff, I think it is what you make it. Um, right. A lot of it, it really is because I wanted it to work. I wanted to have this experience. So, and, and I chose to go there. And so I was like, well, we're going to make this happen and it's going to be the best we can make it. Um, so I really did try. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say when you, when you got over there, what would you say that your biggest adjustment was while living there? And it could be work or it could be just everyday, you know, living, but what was the biggest adjustment would you say? I don't know. That's a hard answer because everything was such a big adjustment. I mean, even just the the way of life is so different there. And some of that is really good. And I think was really good for me. The Italians have a, just a different view of life. They're very um, focused on their family and focused on their time and how important their time is. Whereas Americans in general, and this is very general, but tend to be very work focused and I especially was very work focused. So I spent a lot of time in the office and I even remember my Italian, cause I had Italian staff and American staff that worked for me and they would yell at me. I mean, you know, Kristen, what are you doing? Like it's lunchtime. And I was like, oh, I gotta send these other 10 emails, you know, whatever, I gotta get this done. And they're like, no, you have to eat lunch so that you can have a life. And I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I could eat lunch and the emails will be there. You know, I just think they just have this different way of looking at things. So adjusting to a different lifestyle was tough. Um, Sometimes it was maddening and sometimes it was great. And I'll give you an example of maddening was trying to go to the post office and their different way of doing things. It is not um, very timely. So, you know, it it might take you literally four visits to mail one letter. I mean, it can be maddening. And that's the non-glamorous part that you don't see unless you're living somewhere or just that the, you know, the sidewalks are cracked and broken and you can't really run. I remember trying to go for a run and I was like, it's like I'm running on a trail. This is crazy. And it's the sidewalks. So things like that were maddening. But then on the other hand, it was amazing. You know, I could I could take off for lunch and I, we would have wine with lunch. I mean, that's crazy, you know, but it was normal there. 
Chino Wally, they would say. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just that way of life and that Italian lifestyle was it was a big adjustment but a but one that was good for me I, I definitely remember when you were living over there um you mentioning at least at least once maybe several times um that when you would go to like get gas um sometimes it would be when everything was shut down and all the italians knew things were going to shut down at a certain time of the day but maybe the americans didn't necessarily know because it's just not something we do here we don't just shut down stores and stuff in the middle of the day um so I just remembered like that like just that you were kind of frustrated by that. Yeah. It could be really hard to deal with, especially like in daily tasks. Like I just want to go to the grocery store and pick up, I don't know, something to make for dinner. And the grocery mm-hmm. store is closed because right. it's 4 PM and they closed. And I'm like, it's 4 PM. Why is the grocery store closed? Or exactly like you just said, gas. Um, they actually specifically advised us to keep our tanks at half full at all times, because in, in this particular area in Sicily, at any time, the gas stations could just close whenever they wanted. And sometimes it was because they just ran out of gas. So that happened a lot. And sometimes it was just because they wanted to have a break time in the afternoon and have, uh, you know, some, some espresso. So you never knew. (laughs) Well, what the reason was, so yes, it was definitely, um, there were some maddening times. Yes, that's for sure. (laughs) And it, and it kind of sounds like, to continue to like enjoy living there, it was almost like you kind of had to just embrace these differences, especially like the cultural differences, even though they were frustrating at times. Yeah, I really think you do because I'll, I'll tell you, I, with my job, what I did is taking this, I took the sailors and their spouses and their families around on trips and tours, right? But mm-hmm. I saw a lot of spouses of so, uh, sailors who really did not want to be here. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, they don't have the same choice. I was a civilian employee and they were spouses of military employees. So the military doesn't typically get to choose where they go. They're typically told where they're going to go. And unfortunately, I saw a lot of a lot of people who were unhappy and mm-hmm. some of these maddening things, which are maddening. I mean, my gosh, it's so annoying. You go to the gas station and it's closed. And you go to another one, it's closed. And you go to another one, it's closed. And you're like, aha. So, <laughs> you know, that's why you got to have half a tank at all times. So, right. You, if you let that stuff get to you, which it definitely did get to a lot of people, you start to hate it. I mean, even I lived in Hawaii for four months and I heard the same thing from a lot of people. Oh, get me off this rock. I hate this place. I'm like, but we're in Hawaii. But again, it's because you're, you're not on vacation. You're having your real life and those things that don't annoy you on vacation. Cause you're like, whatever, I'll get to it later. Who cares? In real life, they annoy you, you know? Yes. So I think I had to make a decision because I saw so many people with that negative attitude. I did not want to have that. I really wanted to enjoy myself, no matter how annoying stuff was. I just, you know, I wanted to enjoy it. And I made that choice. And and part of that was talking to my husband about that. Listen, we are going to make this as best as we can. So let's, let's go travel. When we get annoyed, let's go visit another country that is stricter on things like Germany, who has their opening hours and they keep them. <laughs> so let's go do that. Or has rules the road that they actually abide by. Like, let's go check that out. So <laughs> I think that helped. And um, just being conscious of that fact that I, it, even when I was going to go there, I, you know, in my head, I, all I could think about was the glamour. It's going to be so amazing to live in Italy. You know, I'm going to drink wine and eat bread and cheese all day long. And, you know, you, even me going there, that's kind of what you think. And then you get there and you're like, oh, well, that's not like that at all. I have to work every day. I have a job. Like, this is right. great. You know? <laughs> So I think you just kind of had to, for me, I just had to consciously think to myself, 
no, this is going to be a positive experience. Remember, you chose to come here. So whenever I would get down or get annoyed, I'm like, remember how you chose to come here? Take advantage of it. Like you're here. Yeah. Let's make it the best we can. So when that person laughs at you for pronouncing it wrong, just laugh with them and, you know, ask them how to pronounce it right. <laughs> because, you know, what, what else am I going to do? I mean, literally one of my, this is kind of funny, one of my staff, I, I can't remember what I said now, but I, he laughed so hard. He put his head down on the desk. He was <laughs> crying. Whatever I said just tickled him. But it was, it was probably my first like, month there. It was a little bit hurtful and hard. Right, so you were kind of timid about even speak, trying to speak. Yes, I was so scared. But then the other staff were like, you're doing fine. You just happened to catch him. And he just thought it was funny, you know, and he was kind of a jokester anyways, but, uh, I was, uh, you just had to, you have to be positive in that situation. And it's not always easy. Sometimes I had bad days, of course. I mean, and my husband and I both were like, yeah, sometimes it was hard. You know, the post office thing, you got him that, that made him crazy. You know, four days to mail one letter. It made him bonkers, but (laughs) I I definitely remember a conversation after that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But now, you know, now it's hilarious because we're out of it. So I think you just kind of have to see the humor in some of it and and step back a little bit and tell yourself that, well, I'm going to get through this. So, you know, maybe in a week it'll be funny. Maybe it'll take a year for it to be funny, but it probably will be funny eventually. (laughs) So if you were going to do it all over again, what do you think that you would do like differently? Or And is there anything that you would do differently? I don't know. That's kind of a hard question because... I think I learned so much from the experience. I mean, I think there are some, like some things with my housing or my car or things like that, that maybe I would have done differently, but those are just small factors um, just because I know a little bit more about the process with the military moving and all that stuff. But no, I mean, I, I still think I would do it. I, um, I mean, I definitely would do it again if I could. I I loved it. Um, I still think it was a good experience. And I think you kind of have to learn some of those things. You you have to have the bumps and bruises in order to come out on the other side. You know what I mean? You just have to go through those hard experiences. And that's just part of life. And so, yeah, I don't really think I would change that much. Um, Maybe I would take a little more Italian before I went, maybe. I was just going to say, I wonder if that would, honestly, I wonder if that would help. And maybe even... Maybe make me a little more comfortable. Yes, especially like going out, um, make you feel less timid about going out and like trying the language, especially if if before you went, maybe you could, you know, have found somebody who teaches lessons so that you're practicing. Right. Okay. So that makes sense. Uh Yeah. 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 That that probably, I definitely would have, if I was like, let's say I was going to go overseas again. Yeah. I I might try that. I might get a little bit instead of just CDs. Yes. Practice with a real person and take some lessons. So for any listeners out there who want to f- want to follow a job overseas, what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you would want to give them? I say just do it. I mean, if you get the opportunity, do it. It's such an amazing opportunity. If, if there's always going to be some reason that you shouldn't, there's always going to be something. I mean, for example, I had two horses that lived at my house. I had a house, that, you know, a mortgage how was I going to make this happen? I had all these, I had two cats. What was I going to do? You know, I had all these things that were like easy to say, well, I can't leave that. I can't do this. I can't do that. I have a good job. I can't leave my job. Mm-hmm. But I would say you can work through that stuff. If you really want to make it happen, make it happen. Work mm-hmm. through it. Lean on your friends and your family if you can. You know, um, that's what I did. Luckily, you, my sister, was able to help and, and you rented my house and you took care of my horses. So it was wonderful. We took our two cats with us, which was a whole thing in itself, but 
know, it is possible if you if you really want to make it happen. So I would say if you have an opportunity, even if it's not living overseas, even if it's whatever your thing is that you want to do, if you have the opportunity, take it. Because I, even though there were hard times, even though sometimes it sucked, I mean, it just did. It's 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 life. You know, sometimes you're going to have bad times, and I'm still really glad that I did it. And and sometimes my husband and I will say to each other, even now, we we were there from 2012 to 2014. So it's been, you know, six years since we've been there, which is crazy. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it's been that long. And sometimes we think to ourselves, can you believe that we lived overseas for two years? It's kind of crazy. Like, so do you say, hey, it's been six years since we've been overseas. Are you ready to go back? That's what I'm trying. I'm working on that. A little bit. Of, <laughs> Good luck. You know, a little bit at yeah. a time. But yes, I would really like, I still really want to go live in Germany. Um, so that's one of my goals is is to try to get back and live in Germany. Um, or, or somewhere overseas. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good experience. So I would definitely do it again. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Christy. I really yeah. appreciate all the information. And and I think it really will help people who are maybe thinking about, you know, moving overseas, whether it's specifically for a job or just moving overseas, maybe to work for themselves. Like either way, um, I think this information will maybe help them to, you know, take the plunge and make the decision to do it. Yeah, because it basically, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I mean, I'm just a, a, a honestly, I'm just a lowly government employee. I don't not anything special. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just another yeah. person. So if I can do it and convince my husband who hates change, like hates it, <laughs> hates it to do it, and he st- talks about it as a positive experience, you could do it too. You know, it is possible. So I, I hope this helps people. I hope if you're thinking about taking the plunge in anything, whether it's living overseas or whatever dream you may have, you should do it because I I just don't, I didn't want to look back when I was like 80 and think, man, I should have done that. I wish I'd tried that. I did try it. And whether it worked out or it didn't, at least I get to say that I tried it, which I, that's really all I want in life is to be able to look back and think, at least I tried something. I think we all hope to kind of be able to say that. Yeah. 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 It's exciting to say that, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Good dinner party conversation too. So, you know, this is true. I lived in Italy. Yes. (laughs) People love it. Even though, you know, they still think it's very glamorous. Sometimes I don't disabuse them of that notion now. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is super glamorous. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I just let them think that. (laughs) Well, thanks again so much for being on the show today. No problem. It was great to talk about it. Thanks for having me. Christy's suggestion for working abroad is to just go for it and try it out. For her, she didn't want to look back one day and regret not having taken the job. Another thing I thought was really crucial was that she mentioned it would have been really easy to just say no and turn down the job. After all, change can be difficult, and it's so much easier to say no to a new challenge and not make waves in your life. But then you'll also never try anything new and could be missing out on some amazing opportunities or life-changing experiences. If you're considering living abroad in a country that speaks a language that is different from yours, definitely follow Christy's suggestion of taking some lessons in that language. If you can do one-on-one practice with a native speaker before you go, even better, since that will help you feel more confident when you arrive in the country and you'll be less likely to experience that fear of leaving your hotel room or apartment when you get there. If you're planning on working overseas and you found the information in today's show to be helpful, I'd love to hear from you. You can tweet me at GFOPodcast or follow me on Instagram at GoFindOutPodcast. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at GoFindOutPodcast.com. 
You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at Go Find Out Podcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.